This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because those don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? Guardian Leviosa. From now on, you do as I do. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Hearing, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Wow. Hi! <laughs> my name is Monica and with me today is my lovely, amazing, glorious, in Belfast sitting, a bit warm and sunny-ish, Amanda! Wow, that was that, that, that was, totally went downhill from everything. Wow. I mean, wow. you didn't even get through our intro before no, you I started. Know. Like, your tongue just got in the way of your words. and That's the story of my life, though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> How is everything over there in the big over there, small over there, over there? It's over here, doing good. Over here. How's over there? All right, I guess. Great. <laughs> but we have more important things to talk about today than our weather situation. Though being Way Austrian, better. I really like to talk about the weather. I know. I yeah. understand. Yeah. We have a guest on. I'm so excited. Hi, Nancy. I'm very sorry if I can't pronounce your last name correctly. <laughs> so, so, Basile? Perfect! You did it right! I got it right! I'm so proud yeah. of you, Monica! I didn't call you very good, very good. <laughs> wow, I've done a great job. <laughs> I'm a bit proud of myself there. It doesn't happen a lot. So, <laughs> so you're from Plus Size Nerd. That is right. You join us today because you're awesome and we think you're awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited. So you started Plus Size Nerd in 2018 is what we've know what we know from you. Um because yeah, we're totally underrepresented in communities that we love and enjoy, especially when we're from the plus size kind as well. And yep. yeah, you wanna yeah. tell us a bit about that, maybe? Yeah, um, I started it in 2018 because I noticed there was a kind of a hole. There was a lot of content and influencers for plus size women. And then there was content and influencers for geek or nerd women. And there really wasn't anything that combined the two. And that can be difficult. Um, not even, well, actually before Iron Man made superheroes awesome for everyone, when superheroes were still like a really nerdy, geeky thing to do, mm -hmm. you couldn't find anything to wear that wasn't a junior's size t-shirt or a man's t-shirt. Mm -hmm. um, and that was always really, really frustrating for me. So I kind of harken back to those days and I've, I've started making content for plus size women who are into nerdy stuff to try to say like, here's where you can go, you know, to find your fandoms, to be representative, to wear things that you feel good and attractive in, and you don't feel like you're wearing men's pajamas all the time. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just wanted to represent that kind of unique combination of woman who just didn't seem to be out there. We're out there. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> In case you doubt yes. that we're out there, we're so out there. 
I definitely found that like when I was in high school, um, though I wasn't quite letting my geek flag fly quite as much then, um, but there wasn't really anything out there. I remember like my last geeky t-shirt and it's not even geeky, but I'm pretty sure my parents got it in probably the boys section of, uh, I'm trying to think of a store that exists like TJ Maxx maybe. And it was Scooby-Doo. And I'm like, is this even geeky? I don't know. But I used to wear Scooby-Doo, like boys Scooby-Doo t-shirts all the time. Yeah, one of the uh, first times that I said, like, all right, that's it. I'm going to start wearing geek stuff all the time. You know, I'm tired of only waiting till I find something. I was at our local, like, Sports Authority store shopping Under Armour in the men's section to get, you know, workout shirts that had stuff on it. Because, of course, there wasn't anything in the women's section with Wonder Woman or Supergirl or anything like that. And so... They're so uncomfortable, those darn men's shirts. They're really not comfortable. You'd think they would be, but they're not. So yeah, I can totally relate. It's very important to me that plus size women feel good about themselves. That's that's my main message. It it yeah, I talk about clothes and stuff, but what I really, really want is women to feel good about themselves, just as they are, not who they might be a year from now or or 10 years ago or whatever. That's what's important to me. Because for the longest time, as a plus size woman, I did not feel like I fit in the world. You know, I didn't feel like I belonged or I was okay. And then I just, I got to a point where that was not working and it was not good enough. And so that's why I, I want to spread the message to help other women feel just as good about themselves. Oh, I love that. And that's the end of our show. No, it's not because there's <laughs> way more to say. <laughs> I mean, what else? Is- no, there's way more to say. But that's what's on. So, uh, yeah, it's true. I feel it's different as a plus size woman in general to navigate the world. And, and also then when you're plus size and when you're a geek, geeky being geeky is not trendy for so long now. It's like... 20 years ago, nobody gave a shit about what people find trendy and awesome now, like being online all the time. That's so in, right? But 20 years ago, that wasn't very in. And you had to just, you couldn't let that flag fly. I mean, you could, but then it was, yeah, more difficult. And then you're plus size and then there's nothing for you out there. It's just a tricky, I don't know. I don't even recall if I had plus size, Uh, like if I had geeky clothes at all. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> I got stuff made when I was going on this live action role play for Harry Potter when I was 17 and shit like that, but nothing that you could buy from anywhere. So you all had to get someone to create, do it for you because I can't do for the life of me. So, so for the life of me. So, yeah. Well, in that long ago, there wasn't all this Harry Potter stuff out there. It yeah. was hard to find Harry Potter stuff, yeah. but yeah. then the millennials got to be old enough to pay for things. <laughs> So companies started pumping everything out. And I'm like, where was all this when I was reading the books, man? Like, I had to search high and low for things. Or like you said, have people make things or make wands or make costumes. Yep. It was crazy. One of the movie premieres, uh, the Harry Potter, we went to the midnight showing um, and there was me and three friends and they all three of my friends, their parents or moms were quite like good with the sewing machine. So they had handmade robes and like, they all looked freaking amazing. My mom was like, make you a robe? No fucking chance, Amanda. <laughs> so like I had to go raid a Halloween costume store and I just got like this velvet 
like floaty dress that did, wasn't even a robe. And I was like, this is the closest thing I've got. <laughs> oh, man. But the saving grace is that my friend's mom also uh, crocheted all of us headwigs. Um, and I still oh, have cute. mine. And so I'm like, that makes up for it. But I wish I had my own robe. <laughs> Aww. Aww. I see you're, how that's a thing. <laughs> she was just like, no. No. What you want me? What? No. <laughs> what house are you? Hufflepuff. Mm. How about you, Monica? I mean, I should be Ravenclaw, but I, we did some other tests to according which I would be Gryffindor. But I am sticking to my Ravenclaw guns. I have oh, a shirt, so that's basically selling it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got my Hufflepuff pillow, so I'm all cute, oh. very cute. I am a Gryffindor. Ah. Perfect. And we are not doing very well uh, on the leaderboard for the Pottermore quiz. Do you guys have Amazon Echoes or anything like that no. to have an Alexa? There's a Pottermore quiz every day, three different questions. And then if you get those right, there's a bonus question. And <laughs> the Gryffindors are always like third and fourth on the leaderboard. <laughs> I don't know what that we're doing wrong, but we're doing something wrong. <laughs> no, I, I don't. Um... It it's goes fun. through Alexa from Pottermore. That's really cool, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, I see how where she gets her money from now. <laughs> they read, um, they they play clips from the audiobooks. So you hear Jim Dale. It, that's his, his last name, right? Jim Dale. Um, read from the books, and then they ask you questions like, "What book was that from?" or "Who are they talking about?" or "What spell were they referring uh, to?" It's that's fun. Really cool. Yeah. That would be fun. I'm like, that makes me want to get an Alexa. I mean that. I, I should say, add, adds to the list of reasons to get an Alexa. <laughs> I think right now we have one, two, three, five of them. Oh. <laughs> All over our house. I depend very much on Alexa to keep our lives uh, running smoothly. I have two teenagers and a husband and we have guinea pigs and I don't know what all and a house to take care of. So if I didn't have that, I, my brain would, I, we would get, we would have no food. Uh, we would, <laughs> we would, things just wouldn't happen. It makes life way easier. Oh, for sure. I highly I recommend it. it. <laughs> yeah. You do have a paranoid boyfriend. That's why I don't think we'll get anything remotely like this, even though he's very, geeky as well but he's like working in the high security data center so that's where the paranoia comes from i guess <laughs> yeah. yeah he would know right yeah so yeah. well while we're on the topic of hearing a little bit about what's going on in your house nancy let's get into our rapid fire round so that we can get to know you a little bit better all right so <laughs> our first question i should really improve my drum roll it's not happening one day one day <laughs> where are you from I grew up in West Virginia, right outside Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, we, when I tell people I grew up in West Virginia, you know, they picture Southern West Virginia. They picture, you know, Appalachia and cabins and barefoot and all that stuff. But we were only 30 minutes from downtown Pittsburgh. So I, um, you know, I was more Pittsburgh than I was West Virginia, I guess. Uh, but then I lived all over. I've lived in Los Angeles. I've lived in Cleveland. Um, and now I live in Amish country, Pennsylvania, back in PA. <laughs> when are you a geek since? Maybe a year or a story of your first geek experience? I remember it vividly. I think I'm quite a bit older than you guys. When I was just five, <laughs> when I was five uh, Linda Carter's Wonder Woman series was on. And, uh, you know, spin around and turn into Wonder Woman. 
and I loved that show. So I had like a, an undershirt and a pair of white underwear that I took markers to, to turn them into her costume. And I was out in the yard. I remember this so well. And the other kids were like, you're in your underwear. And I was like, no, man, <laughs> this is my Wonder Woman costume. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm Wonder Woman. And they were like, yeah, that's underwear. But I was like acting like, you know, I was deflecting bullets and fighting them and all that good stuff. I remember that so well. So that's probably the first thing I remember about like the geek world. That is so awesome. <laughs> In some ways, maybe, but maybe not in other ways. Is it very? I awesome. mean, it's totally awesome when you're still five. I think that's very <laughs> yeah. legit. Yeah. Like, I mean, with 13, 14, it gets tricky to run around <laughs> with your underwear uh, that you've painted yourself. But I mean, whatever. True. True. <laughs> what are your biggest geeky influences? So there could be books, movies, TV shows, teachers, games, or whatever comes to mind. Um. When I was a teen, I was really, really hooked on Agatha Christie, and I tore through those books, and I'm still a big murder mystery fan, but those books kind of kicked off my reading, and I noticed that if a story didn't have some sort of other quality, if it wasn't supernatural or superhero or some sort of fantasy sci-fi if it was just like real people, I had zero interest <laughs> in reading this story. I had a lot of trouble with that. Um, I grew up reading Mad Magazine and they parodied, you know, movies all the time and stuff like that. So um, those were probably the earlier influences, but Harry Potter has really, I mean, like everyone else, right? It's just been huge. Yeah. JK Rowling, for good or for worse, her writing, um, just really, really spoke to me. I've read all the books many, many times. Um, I just, those have been huge. And Star Wars, Star Wars has been a huge uh, influence too, because I was seven when the first movie came out. Mm. So I grew up my whole life. And then just this past December, it was so sad, you know, that the Skywalker saga came to a close. And I was like, this was my whole life. Mm. You know, these movies, like they stretched my whole life. So it's pretty crazy. I just got goosebumps at the thought. Yeah, because <laughs> it's true. What what really do you have in life that is part of your life for such a long time? Like, right. there is no work anymore. That Like, you're not at work for the most of your life anymore. You, you, you Even friends come and go. Yeah, mm -hmm. so true. Yeah, that is an excellent point. It really, yeah, because what else has there been? And for yeah. these last three movies... It's meant so much to me to have Ray be the central character because I have a daughter. And so yeah. she saw the first of these three, I think she was probably eight years old, you know? And so she's sort of kind of, she's 14 now, you know, yeah. grown up a little bit, but for her to have like the central hero be a woman mm. is just huge to me. Mm. Yeah. All the goosebumps again. <laughs> <laughs> I, seriously, I'm getting older and it's not even cold, but whatever. And the last <laughs> alone, my my arms are like. <laughs> <laughs> and what are your current geeky pastimes? I thank you, pandemic, have just gotten back into <laughs> cross stitching. Uh, I used to cross stitch a gazillion years ago. I 
did a hocus pocus cross stitch for a friend of mine for her birthday. Nice. And right now I'm working on one for our front hallway. That's the Spellman mortuary sign from chilling adventures of Sabrina. Nice. Yeah. And then just, Oh my gosh, you know, watching and reading anything I can get my hands on pretty much right now. We're kind of in a lull though. Cause you know, the movies I was looking forward to black widow, mm -hmm. wonder woman, yeah. put on hold there you know there's no Mar marvel stuff there's no disney stuff the man making of mandalorian i guess is kind of holding me over but nah. <laughs> yeah i'm really dying for there's no new shows it's really i getting... feel we're gonna feel i have the worry that we're gonna feel that for a while because mm, now yeah. we still got the things like we get agents of shield now in a few days so that's coming that's but good, like yeah. then soon we will hit the point where they had to stop filming yeah exactly so, um so what I, what then <laughs> <laughs> yeah what then the what? flash just ended here yeah um and it ended early they were like well this is our season finale tonight even though it wasn't supposed to be right like, oh that's true yeah you're right like so many things just i mean but we did it. survive the writer's strike when it happened a few years mm, like what mm -hmm. 10 15 years true. ago so I don't remember how we survived it, but we did. You know, I think that one wasn't as bad. First of all, I don't think it went on as long as this has. Yeah, probably. So everything was already in the can, so yeah. to speak, and was coming out while they were striking. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. There were concerns, like, I remember that production wouldn't start up on things. Yeah. And that's true. But yeah, we did survive that. <laughs> but yeah, we will have to be creative when the the... The blank times hit us. <laughs> Rewatching all your old favorites mm. or those shows that you've actually never watched, but all your friends did and told you that they were awesome. Looking at you, Smallville. Um, <laughs> you haven't watched Small. Okay, I wasn't as much into Smallville. I have to. Say. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. But I'm like, all of my friends have seen it. Maybe this is the perfect time to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I liked Smallville. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah, Lena kind of drove me a little bit crazy. Not Lena, Lena. Uh, who's the girlfriend in that one? Not Lena. That's on Supergirl. No, Lena is the wrong one. Lana. Lana. Yeah. 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 She drove me crazy a little bit, but if I could look past her, the rest of the show is great. <laughs> I have, sometimes you have some patches where you then watch it for a few, but then you still feel like you've lost so many, so much context previously. Like if you haven't started from the very beginning, and then it's just really hard to get into, even though you then watch like five, six episodes in a row. <laughs> But then you still feel like you don't know everything, and that's sad time. <laughs> cool. Cool. So we already went a bit into what you're doing, but maybe you just want to tell again, uh, tell us again what what we're talking about today and what it is that you're doing with the plus. Yeah, size yeah. Nerd. Uh, plus size nerd. I'm still finding my way with plus size nerd because I want so badly to help people. And so I'm constantly saying, you know, like, what do you need? Like, what can I make happen for you? What can I put together for you? Um, I know that, for instance, uh, in London and England, I, a lot of people say to me, like, I have not only do I have trouble finding like plus size geeky stuff, it costs a fortune when I do find it. Mm. How can I, you know, get something cheaper? So I'm always trying to like dig through <laughs> websites to see if I can find stuff for UK folks. Mm. Um, or like, Cosplay is another one that um, 
I think I think plus size cosplay is also really important. So lately I've been interviewing cosplayers, plus size cosplayers uh, for a YouTube series I'm doing because I think cosplay is a very empowering thing to do, mm-hmm. especially for a plus size woman, because one, there are lots of people out there who say, you can't cosplay as that character because you don't look like them. Well, that's garbage. And two, it takes a lot to you know, put yourself out there in a costume embodying a character, you're you're inviting attention. Mm-hmm. And so your confidence level has to be high, your self-esteem has to be high to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think cosplaying is a great way for women to feel good about themselves because the plus size cosplayers I've interviewed have said they get nothing but fantastic feedback. Um, and that it makes them feel, they're so happy they're doing it. It makes them feel really good about themselves. Um, the one girl I talked to said she actually is more comfortable in a cosplay situation than she is in her own mm. life because she takes on you know, the characteristics of that character and everything. Um, so I'm just trying to bring together women who you know are just having trouble finding their tribe, finding their people, finding the things that can represent them and represent them well. Um, because yeah, I I want plus size women to feel good about themselves. I don't want them to feel like they're not supposed to look like that. You know, they're not supposed to be this person. Um, you know, there's, oh, there's so much out there telling us, you know, that you're wrong and you should be working towards something else. But meanwhile, your life can pass you by mm. if you're always waiting for, you know, next year, next year, I'm going to lose weight. And then I'm going to lose weight. And then well, meanwhile, the calendar keeps flipping, right? I, I know women who won't go to the pool or to the beach or wherever, because they don't want to be seen in a bathing suit. Well, mm-hmm. meanwhile, you're not living your life. Like, it's, yeah. it's not worth it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the message I'm trying to get out there is that you are beautiful. And I see you and you can do whatever you want to do. You know, I love that. It reminds me of a few months ago. I had a, a very similar moment myself, and I was I had one of those like when I lose weight moments where it's like, oh, what, well, when I lose weight, that's when I'll do that. And I was like, no, Amanda, enough! Like we're not doing that anymore. Like you do that now. I don't remember what it was off the top of my head, but I was like, that's great. And I was just like, fuck, no, no way. <laughs> oh, I think it was when you wanted to buy new underwear. Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't, by the way. I still haven't bought new underwear. Sad times for Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, she's wearing that underwear for herself, right? Yeah. (laughs) That's right. When I said it, I was like, yeah, maybe she's wearing it for herself. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Well, we were talking about Virginia a little bit ago from the feminist shop. And I tell you, just even talking to her, one of the things she and I talked about was you know, we think of ourselves as feminists and, you know, we label ourselves as feminists, but then we still have moments where we're like, oh, wait, you know, Mm. I got to change my thinking on that. Um, Mm -hmm. I have plenty of those moments day to day where I'm like, oh, no, that's not right. It gives me hope, though, to see my daughter and and my son, because 
they a lot of things that were an issue for me or are an issue for me aren't issues for them because mm. it's just how it is for them mm. so that yeah. that gives me hope for future generations i think it's interesting to see i notice that sometimes at least with some things that i have a client who is like way younger than i am and and her approach generally to stereotypical women's roles and stereotypical men roles that i still notice are around me um she's just like not giving a flying fuck about this right so you can just you can just see that the younger generation they don't mm. have certain issues that you still have because you've been brought up like that and and because you have experienced other things and because all of that society is putting pressure all the pressure that society is putting on us and she's just and you can see at least in younger kids and people already that you're like yeah you, you certain things you don't deal with anymore like you don't deal with it in the way i dealt with it or in the way of previous generation dealt with it so you can see that they they get less and less with with every generation that comes after so that's somehow a bit um like good to see it is a good outlook of what's coming i guess yeah yeah I think so too. I in mm -hmm. it every time I think something's going to be an issue like for my daughter and I start to talk about it and she gets that look on her face like what? I'm like, "Oh, good. This is another thing that she doesn't have to worry yeah. about." <laughs> yeah. I'll just shut up now. <laughs> yeah. One of the things uh as you I'm sure are aware that we struggle with here in America right now is our leadership. <laughs> <laughs> you do? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hmm. but uh, right after the election, when I was lower than low, when I was devastated, um, my husband, God love him, he has a really good perspective on things sometimes. He said, look, the thing to worry about right now is the environment. All this other stuff that I know you're upset about and that isn't right right now, that stuff is just naturally going to correct itself because mm -hmm. it's the right way to go you know that's just progress and it's going to happen whether people want it to or not how we treat each other how we see each other you know he said so this the other stuff that we have to focus on and work on and yell at people about because that other stuff doesn't matter who's in office it's going to happen anyway and boy do i hope he's right yeah <laughs> i really hope he's right i, I especially hope, so. hope he's right this november <laughs> oh you have well, you have elections this november yeah, our yeah. presidential election is this year in November. <clears throat> and hopefully it goes a little bit better. Well, I will say, like, I'm not super crazy about our choices. <laughs> no, I'm like, uh, <laughs> right, uh, but one is an, you know, just like a complete dumpster fire. And one is at least passable, <laughs> you know, is mm. a, a real human being and not a caricature of a human being. Yeah. So that part will be better. And maybe it'll give us all time to kind of regroup for the next person to come along. Uh, I guess that's probably what I'm hoping for. But yeah, it's going to be an interesting, interesting year. 2020 has just been great so far, though, right? Great oh, year. Yeah. Best year ever. Best, <laughs> best what, 15 years ever? <laughs> that's what it feels like. Yeah. I mean, let's just hope there. I mean, I don't know what your polls are right now and what, what his stats are. I mean, the last election didn't give us too big of a hope considering that, uh, considering the information that was out about, about him and people just were like, yeah, he like, 
touched women without consent and used his power for his own benefit, but sure, yeah. let's vote him Who in. Who cares? Let's make him the most powerful yeah. man in the world. No worries. I know. It, I, to this day, it's been, you know, how many years? And I can't wrap my head around it yeah. to this day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My friends, my husband, whoever, will look at each other like, how? How? How is this possible? But yeah, um, so fingers crossed. We'll see how yeah. it goes. Hopefully this nonsense will be wrapping up. <laughs> that is very if I true. If I want to be evil for a little bit, I kind of hope it doesn't wrap up, though, because it's making him look really bad right now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I mean, who, who could look good? I don't know. But, I mean, like, maybe... Maybe it could go on until December, maybe, when it's all over. If it's, like it's making him look bad to the people that normally think he looks good. Yeah. So I it's mean, like, if... yeah, keep going on. Just for, So they keep being like, oh, yeah, he's totally like, <laughs> what? If Fox yeah. News already claims you're talking shit, then you must really be talking shit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> he's just... complained about them on Twitter a couple of times recently, so you know it's bad. <laughs> Wow. That's a yeah, bad no. breakup. <laughs> Keep on trucking. <laughs> <laughs> what have you guys been doing during the pandemic to survive, to not lose your minds? Well, I'm um, not sure if Monica, that's happened. <laughs> Monica has 100% lost her mind, but yeah. we, we both um, are self-employed with our own businesses. So mm -hmm. um, that helps. We've been busier. Like well, Monica has definitely been busier. busier. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. wow. wow. So that was like borderline busyness is what's happening so yeah that's it's, it's hard though just because there's more time available doesn't make it easier though because yeah you know in the back of your head there you're dealing with everything i going mean it, on and in basically is that it's harder for me personally to keep up boundaries that I had in place before that, that I worked already oh, really hard to put no. in place because I'm not good with them in general. But mm -hmm. now you're like, you're at home all the time. So like, you can't say this tomorrow, I'm going to be somewhere else or I'm going out with a friend. And these things that usually like give you like this, this space for yourself that you need now are not available. And so right. it's easier to cave in and say, yeah, sure, I can do this and sure, I can do that. And suddenly you're like, where is it? Where is the water coming from? And why am I drowning? So that's, <laughs> that's just, um, that was difficult. Uh, but I mean, we've opened up already again, like slowly. And so we oh, can good. go out and we can do things. So um, that's, good. that's getting, it's getting better. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Amanda? Are things opening up for you guys yet? <laughs> yes and no like some things are open like uh i think our gardening centers have opened up recently like that was the biggest news um <laughs> and i think from next week we're allowed to congregate outside with people like groups of up to six. Oh, okay. um and i'm like well, i was kind of doing that anyways but only because <laughs> i've got like my best friend lives here and my other like really good friend lives there so we have patio parties out the front of our houses so i'm nice. like oh well nothing is going to change there so <laughs> yeah yeah oh that's nice um okay. i about the boundaries thing i actually had to have a conversation with my uh daughter because you know they went from going to school every day to doing school at home mm -hmm. and she immediately fell into the trap of working all the time yep because when you work from home you can always be working and uh, i said you can't do this to yourself because i could see her getting 
worn down. I said, you need to pick days where you don't do anything. And mm. I said, and it will force you then to get stuff done on the days when you're supposed to be working because you know that you only have so much time. And I said, you can't do this seven days a week. You're yeah. going to burn out. I think yeah. it's important to teach your kids about or to keep not your, only your kids, but kids teach kids in general that boundaries are so important. And when because it makes your life just the quality of your life will be so much better if you keep boundaries and so it that boundaries doesn't mean that you are a bad person or that the other person won't be able to accept your boundary it's just that you have this space for yourself that you can breathe in right and that mm -hmm. makes you a better person and that that gives the other one other people yeah. around you also guidelines on how to deal with you and how to react with you and how to interact with you whereas I think it's not very common to to teach kids that and, and, and have them yourself. So that's why I think it's just really important that, and very good that you teach your daughter that. <laughs> <laughs> I just set a boundary for myself yeah. uh, and I wouldn't didn't think I needed it. I was feeling really glum and down and I couldn't put my finger on it. And, you know, um, I see I have a therapist that I mm -hmm. see still like every couple of weeks, we check in like for a half hour over teleconference, mm -hmm. um, which is hugely helpful for me. Uh, but I still was struggling and I couldn't put my finger on it. And I don't know what I heard or read. And I realized I had fallen into the very trap that I tell other people not to fall into. I was on social media all the time. Mm. Yeah. And, and I'm a digital marketer. That's my job. I have clients. And so I am on it all the time. But I thought, oh, I need to put myself on a diet. So last week, uh, I set up the screen time limit on my phone. Ooh. Yeah, to two hours, two hours a day, which probably sounds like a lot to some people. But for me, a lot of that is client time, yeah. you know, doing stuff on their accounts. Uh, and I realized that anytime I had a break or I was in between tasks, I was constantly checking social media, whether there was anything there or not. Mm -hmm. And so I have forced myself when I pick up my phone, instead of doing that, I open my book and I read mm -hmm. or, you know, I listen to something instead of falling. It just, it just, I think it does things to you mentally that you're not even conscious of. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't feel like I compare myself to people I see online. Um, I'm generally a pretty confident person. I'm not saying like, Oh, look at her. She's I don't even know what. But I think there's still something subconsciously that's just like <laughs> sucking the life out of you every time you're on, you know, mm -hmm. you have to like be very purposeful mm. when you go on there like what you're going to look at who you're going to check on. Because if you just start scrolling, oh my gosh, then you're in trouble. That's why I think that First of all, I think, yes, there is so much more going on subconsciously than we would even acknowledge. Like, we can be so aware and so, let's mm -hmm. call it woke, even though the word is not, <laughs> but let's call it like, yeah, I'm super reflective about my life. I've I've gone through this. I've worked through, through stuff. But that does not mean that you are, like, your iron and everything falls off from you that you see. And if you consume it a lot, it just come all the things, even though you say you're not comparing you, yourself to others and you, you're not doing this maybe anymore, but you did for a very long time. You did. Oh, yeah. And that's just like a, a, a muscle memory. Yeah. It starts doing it again and it starts doing it again. And, and you have to be really conscious and really aware. And I think that's also the reason why it's so important that you're doing the plus size nerd stuff, because mm. people need to see, other things than 
media shows you all the fucking time, every fucking <laughs> where. God, so true. So true. I One of the things that I hate the most is when you're in the grocery store checkout and there are all these magazines next to you with these, you know, Cosmo, Marie Claire, just whatever, Allure, and these gorgeous women, right? Thin, whatever. That used to eat me alive. Mm. Uh, I went to school for acting. And mm. so that was my world, you know, like how thin can, that's all we ever talked about yeah. was trying to lose weight and be thinner, be thinner, be thinner. My And it was actually part of my student evaluations at the end of every year what? was my weight and what I looked like. Yeah, white, tell me about three white men, middle-aged white men telling a 19, 20, 21 year old girl that she's too fat and needs to lose weight. Is that a lot of fun oh, for your what degree? No. <laughs> what the fuck? I know, right? <laughs> can you imagine today? Oh my God. But so you're looking at these magazines and you feel like shit about yourself and God knows what, you know, then you're one, you're second guessing your food choices there on the checkout. But I started to say to myself and then to other people, look around that grocery store and find one woman that looks like the cover of that magazine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You won't because that is fiction. Yeah, that is fiction. She had five people make her look that way. And lighting, <laughs> right? And the positioning, and then probably some photoshopping involved. Mm, yeah. Like, if you look around your real life, you will not find people who look like that. But why do you think people don't? Because we don't. Is it because we consume more TV than we see actual people? I Bro think just because the people in those covers are on TV or or in movies. You know, we're seeing the highlight reel of their lives, right? I think that's something that's easy to forget. So we're seeing the highlight reel and we're seeing them be rewarded mm -hmm. for looking like that. Yeah. We're seeing them get more attention, more money, uh, you know, allegedly more happiness or exotic vacations. So we see that image and know that their lives are so much better than our own, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's part of it too. It's like, oh, if I just looked like that, then I would have those things too. Mm. But it's not true. Mm. And I wish more actors and actresses talked about the truth of those things. You know, I wish more of them. <laughs> I feel so bad for actors. And I know that's a weird thing to say. Actors and actresses, because, because these press junkets they do, you know, where they, they're, answering the same five questions 200 times a day <laughs> you know and they have to every single time be fresh and mm -hmm. on and give a great interview and all this stuff i want so badly for them to be like look that question i'm not answering it anymore if you want to know the answer go back like five interviews ago or to or to tell us more about the real life like you know you know what i just visited three countries in 24 hours i haven't slept i feel like shit can you just, you know, I, mm -hmm. that's what we need to hear. Like Kumail Nanjiani, uh, you know, he put that thing on Instagram where he's got the, the cut bod because he's coming out in Marvel's Immortals. Right. And he did the whole superhero training that Marvel puts everybody through, whatever. And he looks amazing. I felt two ways about that. One, he said right in his caption, I have trainers, I have dietitians, I have people making my food. I'm getting paid millions of dollars to do this. People have made time in my schedule to do this. You know, this is my job. Um, that's why I look this way. But I think people can read that and understand it 
and it doesn't matter yeah because the other message is still so ingrained in us we're mm. like yeah 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 you have a trainer and you we still feel like yeah but i should be doing that mm. right i should be making the time and blah 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 yeah i i definitely agree with what you're saying but i think that we need to give a shout out to robert pattinson who is tra <laughs> uh, currently on his way to be batman and he's like training no training to become a superhero is not what i'm gonna do like i this is my body this is what i look like i'm not going to train and make myself be another unrealistic expectation for everybody else to be and i'm like I, every him. time he, he that man opens his mouth i fall in love with him just like a little bit more good for him good for him yeah. well one of the things i talk about in um i did a video called the t the 10 b utitudes because uh, if you're a Christian, you know about the Beatitudes of Christ or whatever. Um, I did 10 Beatitudes. It's 10 things that I do in my own life that help me love myself and feel good about myself and stuff. And one of them is remembering that there is a genetic lottery. A lot of those people we see on screen, the reason they got there is because they are naturally that thin or mm. naturally that beautiful or whatever we did not win the genetic lottery you know what i mean like uh, the first time i ever heard that phrase was john stewart uh on uh, the daily show i can't remember who he was talking about and he was like yeah because we didn't win the genetic lottery and i was like oh my god <laughs> no way. these people won the genetic lottery that mm. is you know yes sure maybe they got caps on their teeth or they whatever but robert pattinson eschewing the workout is still going to look like Robert Pattinson, <laughs> you know, yeah. who won the genetic lottery. And I think women, we forget that. Like I could, I could do all the things and I'm still never going to look like fucking Jillian Michaels. I hate that woman. You know, I'm never going to look like her no matter what I do. And that's okay. I'm not supposed to because on her best day, she ain't going to look like me either. <laughs> I just had to Google her so I know what she's looking, what she looks like. <laughs> oh, she was on that show that we, I don't know if you guys had it, uh, The Biggest Loser, which uh, again was a huge oh, myth, you know. Wasn't she the one who was publicly talking bad about Lizzo? Yes, that was her. And diabetes <sighs> and meanwhile selling her shitty products, you know. Selling, selling the dream that just take this drink or whatever and you're gonna like the, ugh, the diarrhea drink basically yes yes because exactly. that's all they do give you a big fat diarrhea which you obviously use lose weight from because yeah. if you poop your guts out then yeah, what else is, is there right. mm -hmm. yeah crazy but yeah i that's true so genetic lottery it's a thing <laughs> I mean, that's why I generally really like to listen to armchair experts with Dex Shepard mm, because mm -hmm. they often like not about the because he's also skinny and everything and they're good looking and everything. But but um, they always talk about how the fame and the money that didn't make him happier. So he had everything in his life. Right. And he was in the worst place he had ever been because he's an addict as well. And he talks about it all the time. Right. Um, and the assumption that the all the actors have such a great and beautiful and amazing life is also just a myth and just a freaking lie so we just get sold something by someone who doesn't experience it themselves and we everybody falls for it like mm -hmm. we all fall for it mm -hmm. i remember a gazillion years ago in my 20s i was going on weight watchers for who knows how many times and 
the I stepped on the scale and the bitch who was weighing me said, we'll have you looking like Cindy Crawford in no time. Do you guys even know who that yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said out loud, I will never look like Cindy Crawford. And she was taken aback that I said that. I was like, what a horrible, horrible thing to say to somebody. That is awful. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, that's in it. I also love Dak Shepard and his wife, Kristen Bell. Yeah. I freaking love them. One of the things I love about her is she is a gorgeous, gorgeous, beautiful woman. But man, her Instagrams and stuff, her story, it's just yeah. her with no makeup and her t shirt on. And she shows her kids and she shows her dog pooping all over her house and all that stuff, you know, behind the washing machine. <laughs> That was amazing. That was amazing. She's fostering super ancient dogs. Amanda has like a big question mark on her face. And they, they're like, one is called Barbara. And Barbara is so old and they have this super tiny terrier thingy. And she basically crawled behind her washer dryer things and pooped all over there. <laughs> and she was Instagramming the entire process of how she had to try and climb behind the dryer washer because she's also super tiny and nobody was at home. So she had to, the small woman had to somehow bring the washer dryer a bit further in the front so she can crawl back and get the shit away from the dog. It was hilarious. Oh <laughs> yeah, I love them as well. They're the best. <laughs> like, I don't really follow celebs on Insta, but I think I might have to. Okay. <laughs> Make an exception. And they did this they, they did this Fuego challenge where they, they ate some chocolate that was so fucking hot that they, they almost... <laughs> it was also hilarious. That's still somewhere on the internet. You have to find it because it's just... Yeah, it definitely is. We watched the Hot Ones episode with Kristen Bell. Um, <laughs> are you familiar with Hot Ones? I am. Oh my God, I love that show. And she said that when they were doing that Fuego challenge, as soon as the camera was off, they were both hurling. <laughs> you know, they were in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh my God, they're hilarious. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I occasionally I will follow an actress or somebody, you know, uh, that I like in a show or a movie. And man, if they get two or three posts in a row that are like, you know, you know, the, yeah. the highlight reel shots or the whatever, I'm like, oh, you're done. I'm done with yeah. you. I'm not interested in that. I can see that anytime. That is true. <laughs> yeah. If you I, don't have I anything good that, to say, forget it. For sure. I think that like the most quote unquote famous person that I follow on Insta is Jonathan Van Ness. Um, and he just... <laughs> His coffee dances make my day. His coffee. <laughs> I like the weather report from his cat. That was good too. <laughs> Every weather the weather report. I don't even know what his name is, but yeah. Do you have any Instagram or any social media that you do follow deliberately that you would that that help you and you think would help? Uh, that's a great question. I do. Um, I follow Jamila Jamil. Oh, she's. Of Iway, I follow both Iway and Jamila Jamil um, because she calls people out, including Jillian Michaels, on that bullshit and the Kardashians and all that stuff. I follow an account uh, uh, called Belessa. They make porn for women and they make vibrators, mm -hmm. and their feed is awesome. Um, <laughs> they haven't done it in a while, but they used to have every week like ten best things women said on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, and they are hilarious. Oh, they're hilarious. But that is a very, that's a great um, account to follow, very empowering, because that's another thing that I feel like um, just is ridiculous in our society is, you know, how sex and women are viewed. 
and and talk to Virginia about this too. You know, we will hear how many penis jokes in a day and penises talked about. And when do you ever hear anyone talk about vaginas or vulvas, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you do, people are like, oh my God, you just said what? Can't believe you said that. Yeah, my <laughs> own mother, we were giving my daughter a bath. She was probably, oh God, my poor daughter. She's probably two or three. And I said something about her vagina and my mother was flabbergasted. She was appalled. Why did you say that to her? And I said, you didn't have any trouble saying penis when my son was little and it's her own body. You're a woman and you're giving me shit for this. I was like, okay, we need to have a talk. Mm. You know, we're not making up words for this stuff. But that's another example, you know, so this account that I follow, they call that shit out all the time. And it's great. I also follow, oh, I'm going to have to look them up because they're hilarious and I can't remember who they are, but they make reusable menstrual pads. The Bleed Geeks, I think they're called. Yeah, Bleed Geeks. Bleed Geeks. I love them. They make, yeah, they make reusable um, menstrual pads in, in all kinds of geeky fabrics and stuff. Nice. Uh, Yeah. I really like them too. So yeah, those are some, some of the Instagrams. Well, and the feminist shop. I follow them, of course. Um, Emma Watson, Kristen Bell, Mm -hmm. um, all of those. I can't think of any more off the top of my head. Okay. We'll put all these in the show notes as well so that you, you listeners can find them too. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Um, Nancy, I was hoping that you could tell me about some of your experiences that you've had running plus size nerds, like both positive and negative and as much. I haven't, (laughs) you know what, I haven't had, I'm trying to think of something negative. I really haven't had negative. Um, Just recently, when I posted my interview with Virginia from the feminist shop, the title I put on YouTube was how to fight feminism with data, facts and t-shirt slogans. And some troll person you know, commented these lengthy comments about how women are trying to usurp men, you know, and get rid of men. And we hate that, all those no ridiculous jokes, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And all I said was, no, dude, the point is equality for everybody, like everybody, not just us, you know, no one's trying to have the upper hand. And he continued to go, I didn't even read the follow-up comment because it's not worth my time. Um, that's really the only negative thing I've had happen, but I have had so many women DM me, email me and say, thank you so much for doing this because I thought I was all by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, there's actually a woman in Ireland, uh, who recently found my Facebook group and sent me a message and said, there's no one where I live who's into this stuff and I'm plus size and no one I know is plus size. Thank you so much for having this. And it just blows me away when people thank me for that because it's like, wow, I, it just makes me feel strange because they shouldn't have to search that out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it should just happen. But I did yeah. want to read uh, this one from a woman named Minnie. She just emailed me. <laughs> I was such a surprise. She found me through Pinterest. She said, I came across you through Pinterest. I have been following for a short time. But I want to thank you. Your brand defines me. I am a plus size nerd. And until you, I was lost and felt alone. But now I have a place to go. That is what it's all about. You know, that is what it's about for me. You know what fascinates me? Like, I can't even wrap my head around this. Because despite 
geekiness and all the things like since marvel put out the marvel cinematic universe i mean it's so mainstream it's not even we're not we're not remotely on the sidelines of society anymore right and still women in a plus size body think there is no place for them to go like how that's just one more proof that somehow we just get like i don't know manipulated out of the picture like we can't buy clothes in store we can buy them online so it's best we stay at home and buy it from there so that nobody in the world sees us and maybe that's also proof why why like from what you're saying that they don't see other people like them around and that's why they but why they feel so alone still which is like sad and appalling and i don't know what else at the same time yeah absolutely well and then and if they do go online and they find the wrong thread or the wrong account they're going to read all those assholes out there yeah. saying asshole things <laughs> you know what i mean and think like oh well i'm done yeah. <laughs> no, i'm not going to try to i'm not going to try to cosplay as black widow because i don't look like scarlett johansson well fuck that mm. if you Nobody feel like looks that, like scarlett johansson exactly scarlett johansson doesn't even look like scarlett johansson right so just <laughs> And again, like, don't let your life pass you by, man. Mm. Just do it. Who knows? And again, every plus size cosplayer I talk to says that people come up to them and they're like, this is awesome. You look great. Can I have your picture? You know, on and on and on. So those horrible, horrible people out there saying those things are really, truly the minority, I think. But because they're so freaking loud, mm -hmm. you know, they make it seem way worse than it is. So, yes, I agree with you, Monica. It is a shame that even after all the Marvel takeover <laughs> and Disney takeover and whatever, that people still feel that way. It's ridiculous. It, and it's still surprising. Can't even rip my head around. I know. I know. In this day and age. Thank God for the Internet, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. And for people like like you, Nancy, and I, I think for me, Monica, as well, like talking about this and, and just being like, you are normal. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're a fucking weirdo, but so are we. Come join the weirdos. <laughs> like, <laughs> we are out there is what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I listened to your recent uh, episode about mental health, I think it was, right? Oh, was it? And kind of shining, a, shining yeah. a light on that. And same mm -hmm. thing, like, you are not alone. You mm -hmm. are not alone. We are human. You know, there is some shit that comes with that. None of us have it figured out. <laughs> None of us. So true. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> it's like the pressure sometimes, like the pressure of being fitting in a normal that doesn't exist, fitting in a body that is not the mainstream, that is not average. Like you, we we aspire and to be someone that does like that's already the minority but it seems like that's what everybody has which is not true and then i don't know whatever you like is not you have to be any somehow <laughs> somewhat special and then you have to be you have to be on the one hand so extra as well that everybody notices you so you can't just be fucking you and right. wherever that is like it might right. be on the extravagant spectrum or it might not or it might be on a thinner or on the thicker spectrum who fucking cares yeah yeah there is nothing i uh was a girl scout troop leader and i would listen to the girls especially as they got towards you know tweens age and i would say to them you're running your own race mm -hmm. you're not running a race against anyone else everyone's going to get there in the end you know you don't have you know eyes on your own paper stay in your own lane it doesn't matter what so-and-so's doing 
or what they look like or whatever. You are only doing your race, mm -hmm. <laughs> just you, nobody else. And man, what a better world it would be yeah. if one, more people felt like this is my shit and it's awesome and I don't care what you say. And two, if everybody didn't want to be in everyone else's biz, like just mm -hmm. let people fucking live. Like, what do you care? Mm -hmm. Go live your own life and tr stop trying to shut down other people. God, crazy. If everyone would focus on themselves, then obviously <laughs> they would have enough to do anyway all day long. Yeah, exactly. really. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, well, was there anything else that you wanted to let us know? Let us. No, I feel like I kind of had verbal diarrhea already about <laughs> how I feel. I feel like I could rant forever about, you know, people not feeling like they belong because mm -hmm. they do. You're beautiful. I see you. You know, mm -hmm. that is the bottom line. I love it. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So Nancy, tell us where we can find you on that great big world of the internet. <laughs> uh, if you start at plussizenerd.com, I've got links to everything there. And on all social media, I am plus size nerd. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, DM me. Um, and then on YouTube, my channel is call also called plus size nerd. But if you just go to plussizenerd.com, there's links to everything from there. Nice. Perfect. We'll have that in the show notes. Great. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Nancy, for being on the show. This was wonderful. Oh, thank you too. I had a great time. And uh, for everyone else listening, we will see you next week for another really awesome episode of Geek Herring. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. If you like this episode of Geek Herring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Herring and over on geekherring.com. Brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at DragonPoweredStudio.com.